You're listening to the Aligned Women Podcast, the show for moms who are chiropractors. This show will bring you guests to share their stories, their struggles, their experiences, and me, your host, Dr. Danielle Eaton, so that you can create a practice that's right for you and your family. Hey, Mama Chiropractors, we're here with a new guest to the show today, Dr. Melissa Longo. Dr. Melissa, how are you? I'm great, Danielle. Thanks for having me here today. Thank you so much. You know, I'm laughing at myself, um, although you can't hear me laughing. I'm smiling at myself <laughs> because as we were chatting before recording and then hitting the record button, I noticed hmm, my voice changed. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, I have a recording voice. Yeah. Um, well, we all do, so don't feel like it's just you. <laughs> so as a fellow podcaster, uh, you probably get it, right? Absolutely. Okay. So before we get started with what I would really love for you to share on the show today, tell the listeners more about you, your family, and your practice. Sure. Um, I am first and foremost a mom. I have two amazing sons. They are uh, 14, a newly, newly high school uh, student here, and the other youngest one is 10. Um, they are definitely the, the shining joy of my life. Uh, happily married to an amazing guy. I live in beautiful Collingwood, Ontario, Canada. I love chiropractic. I love my practice. Um, I have a really great balance right now with regards to time in practice, time with my children, time with my husband, time for Melissa. And uh, it's certainly been a process and a journey to get to this point, but uh, life is good. Life is really good. So has it always been this easy for you to be happy in life and practice or have oh, heck no, heck no, <laughs> no. Um, you know, I, my practice right now um, is out of my home and that is something I would have never thought I would have wanted. So I've been in practice now for almost 15 years. I had my first son, Max, uh, literally four days after I graduated from CMCC. And um, my, my first husband was a chiropractor. We met in school and our dream was to have a family practice together and, and have our children. And we did start that, start that process together. And as, as life took us down that road, our marriage ultimately ended. We had two sons and when our marriage ended, I had to start over, you know, completely in a lot of different ways. I lost a lot when our marriage ended. My ex-husband is a, you know, amazing guy, amazing chiropractor, amazing dad. But um, when we, our marriage ended, we both, you know, had to re rebuild our practice lives. Um, our chiropractic communities, uh, mine changed dramatically. Um, a lot of the friends, you know, when people go through divorce, there's often, you know, sometimes there's two camps that will set up. Um, and I certainly felt that I lost some of the, the chiropractors because we had both been chiropractors. So a lot of our, our friends and our groups of support were, uh, were shared. And yeah, so I lost some of my chiropractic community. I had to reestablish the kind of chiropractors that I wanted to hang around with. I had to rebuild my own business now. So, and usually we stayed business partners for a couple of years in that we kept our practice space. Um, at that point in time, we owned a practice space. We had a massage therapist with us. We had a great team. We had a psychotherapist with us. We had that wellness practice that we had wanted. And he bought me out. I started over. And I started over in the same building as him. So we, we kept a lot of the physical assets together and managed that for a couple of years, which I know sounds really crazy to a lot of people. But <laughs> we were able to really keep our, our children at the forefront and mm -hmm. um, manage our lives separately and, and go through the emotional roller coaster of divorce in a very respectable way. And after doing that for a few years, I realized 
few things. Some of my colleagues were saying, you know, Melissa, you got to get out of there. Like, really, like, great that you guys have managed it for all this time, but you need to, you need to do your own thing. And I honestly, Danielle had never thought of it. I was happy there. The practice was, was growing, was, was doing well. And, um, but I was feeling definitely overwhelmed at times. I was feeling as a single mom, you know, I was feeling my sons were three and seven at the time. I found it was a lot to manage two properties, right? I was managing um, the office space and the team there. And I was managing my home, you know, as a single mom. And, and over time, I just thought, you know, I really just want to be a chiropractor. I really love chiropractic. I love the healing. I've had such amazing mentors throughout my career. And I really wanted to focus on that and simplify my life. And the opportunity came up to buy a property that I could convert into a live workspace for my sons and I. So I jumped on it. And uh, I, I tend to do that. I, I love uh, new, new adventures and challenges. And, and I jumped right in and, and bought the property, you know, as, which was really crazy looking back because I said I was a single mom, new practice that I just started all over again. My husband, ex-husband uh, bought me out. So the, the patient base that we had grown together, he bought me out. So I literally started all over again. And um, so I was juggling that. And then I, I bought this property that needed to be renovated extensively. And I had had to sell my house and I was, like I said, my kids were young and I was dating and it was a really, really crazy time. And I look back at it. Um, But, you know, like most things, when you go through hard times, you come out, if you stick with it and you find the right support um, and you, you know, you keep that belief in yourself, you get through the other side. And, and here I am now, fast forward, um, six years later, um, this practice has been on better than I would have ever expected. I have continued to simplify it uh, more and more, and it's continued to grow. Um, I just realized last week, actually, that my practice has doubled in the last three years, wow. so from, from 2013 to 2016. And when I think about what really changed in those three years, it was really just getting authentic to myself and the kind of practice that I wanted and simplifying things. And... Um, yeah, I'm remarried now and really happy with my partnership and my kids are doing great. And yeah, so there's sort of the, the long, the long story of, of how I got here. So to clarify, your practice now is in your home. You have a live mm-hmm. workspace and a lot mm-hmm. of, a lot of moms are interested in how that works. Um, not just logistically, but also um, mentally, emotionally, like how do you separate yourself from practice when you live in your practice essentially? So I'd love to hear you talk more about what that looks like for you. Yeah, it's definitely a common, that's a great question, Danielle. I mean, it's, it's a common reaction that I get from a lot of people, whether they have a chiropractic business or any business in their home is how do you shift gears? And it's, it's something I ever thought I wanted. I, I thought that I needed a greater physical space and emotional barrier between my home life and my business life, and especially to shift gears as a mom, that I would need to literally leave the building so that I could really focus on being a mom. But anyone who runs a practice knows that your, you know, your work time, especially if you love the entrepreneurial side of your practice, your brain is always on. Yes. And uh, you have to shift gears in other ways, whether you, know, you can easily be at home now, especially with our phones and tablets. I mean, you can be working wherever you are. Um, but it's, um, it's, it's not difficult. I mean, I think the values that I have for my practice, one of the big ones is flexibility and, and freedom is something, one of, my, one of my personal values. So for me to have the flexibility now of being able to offer people um, appointment times outside regular office hours, you know, that's, 
that to me is a great part of the service, you know, the wow factor that I offer in my practice. Mm-hmm. I do have, so just to be clear, no, I do have very specific practice hours, uh, which are about 25 hours a week. I'm here every day for part of the day with one, one double day. So similar to what a lot of chiropractors would be doing in their practice. Um, the other thing that really works beautifully here in this particular space is the setup of the building. It's a, it's an old Victorian house uh, in the downtown of my community. So it's it was when I purchased it, it was already zoned commercially, commercial residential mixed use. So I didn't have to invest in any rebuy laws or zoning changes or anything like that. Um, I did renovate it extensively to make it really work, but I knew when I walked into the space that it could be set up so that the back of the building was my practice and the front of the building was our home and the upstairs was our home. So I, you know, pulled out the backyard grass and put some gravel down and, and rebuilt uh, the entrance at the back. So there's a really great deck there now and it, it opens up into a reception area. And then off that reception area is one more room, which has three adjusting tables. It has two, um, two drop tables and then a great elephant pediatric table because I see a ton of kids. And there's a bathroom and it's really, um, it's less than 20% of my house. It's a physical space, but because people can come into the back, uh, it gives us a lot of separation between um, business, the practice and my home life. People don't have to walk through my front door. You know, it's, it's very, um, it's, I don't want to say it's clinical because it's a very warm environment, but you know, there's, there's a difference. It, it does definitely feels like an office space. And to the point that a lot of people will ask me after they've been here, you know, does someone live in the front or do you live here? Mm-hmm. They can't really tell that anyone lives here um, unless, unless it comes up in conversation. You know, moving in a few months from now, considering a new practice space, a place that was really close to our new home was looking like a really great fit, but I kept thinking, hmm, maybe a home practice would be better, like more flexible and uh, at lower overhead overall and what that would look like. But in my mind, I'm picturing our home, traditional house with, you know, an entrance in the front. Um, there really isn't an acceptable way for this new neighborhood for us to create a, a sort of space like what you have, where it works for you, where home and, and work are separate. And so just from the different perspective, like that was how I decided that I could give myself permission to rent space outside of my home, uh, which is also still really flexible, but that it, it works, you know, in a different way. Um, I just think it's really awesome. <laughs> like, I think it's really awesome to have that flexibility to, um, to be able to practice in your space, in, in your space. Like it's you. It's really authentic to you. Yeah, and I think that is that's the biggest, you know, maybe the biggest take-home message for moms here is, is really figure out what what kind of practice you want and then try to try to design that. I mean, if I were to think about the, the theme words that I would want for my practice and what I would want it to feel like, I know that I've achieved that in this space for me. And it might not be for everyone. I mean, the other big factor that shocks people is that I don't have staff right now. I don't have a front desk staff. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I've said, you know, in the past three years, my practice has doubled. So it's never been an inhibitor for growth. It's never been, uh, it's never inhibited the, the amount of joy that I feel or productivity. Um, let me clarify. I have a team of amazing people in my life that do the tasks that I don't want to do. So my son actually works for me. He does a lot of backend administrative work. I have graphic people that do some marketing stuff for me and I have an accountant and I have someone who cleans the house, but the day-to-day operations, I don't have someone sitting at that front desk there. A lot of people pre-book uh, their appointments. They even prepay for their appointments. So it's really seamless. It also really fits with me and the culture that we've created in here and that people really love 
um, just dealing with me. You know, they can, they can text me for their appointments. They can email me. I know my schedule, you know, and if I'm not going to be in the practice, then I know where I'm going to be and I can accommodate them. So for some people that would be a little bit, they might not feel comfortable doing that because they might feel like it's invading their, their space. But for me, it's the kind of practice that I wanted. I wanted to, I like connection with people. I love seeing families grow up in my practice and I love people coming to me first when their child is sick. And if I have to adjust their child at eight o'clock on a night when I'm watching a movie with my kids, I don't, I'm okay with that because that's just the kind of doctor that I want to be for them. It's the kind of family practice I want. And for the most part, I would definitely say that people are very respectful of your time, of my time. And they don't message me at all hours or, you know, try to take advantage of the fact that I live and work here. So if that's sort of a misconception or a fear that some people might have, I would tell you that it all comes down to how you communicate with your patients and just the kind of environment and culture that you create within your practice environment. Mm-hmm. I do think that's a common misconception that people think that they'll be abused by their patients essentially uh, because their patients may assume that they're available anytime, for example. Um, so, yeah. yeah. I had to definitely scale my, you know, my times when I had a CA. Now, when I first moved into this home-based practice, I definitely, I had a CA with me. She came from the other office. I've had amazing people work with me throughout the years. And it just sort of, it evolved in that she needed to be home with her kids. And in my office hours, you know, were early morning, after school hours. So it, it didn't work for her family life. And we decided, uh, I was looking for someone new. And in the time between um, not having her in the space and having someone new, I literally had, you know, people in the practice joking and saying, hey, do we really need someone here? Like, this is actually kind of work. So I was really responding to, you know, what they were feeling was acceptable and things were managed. I don't run behind often. Um, you know, I mentioned earlier that I love flexibility. People know we have a 15-minute policy in the office. So if someone books her appointment, it gives me, they give me a 15-minute window and them a 15-minute window to get here. So it allows for us to, um, if I'm running behind, if I'm running ahead of schedule, it, it just really works well for everyone. It causes a, a lot less stress. And um, so it just, it just evolved, you know? Mm-hmm. And which I think is awesome. That's, I think for a lot of women like us, um, it's the most comfortable way to grow a practice if that's allowed like are we allowed to be comfortable and grow at the same time <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh you're absolutely right and you know um one of my coaches recently challenged me to think about you know what what really changed in the last three years um because i started my practice my marriage ended in 2009 2010 started my own practice and the first few years were pretty consistent with regards to my billings and collections but now compared to those first three years the last three have doubled so what's been the biggest difference you know i i I go back to my husband because i met him in 2013 and um you know he certainly fills a huge part of my life and is a great support for me Um, but i think it's my own personal my level of joy has gone up because I've, I had the time or I had to, I had to make the time rather to, um, to figure out who I was because I lost a lot of myself in my first practice. You know, I think when you're in a business relationship and a personal relationship with someone, there's a lot of compromise as there would be with any relationship. And I hadn't realized what I was compromising on. You know, we had done different coaching programs and on the one hand, I was being told that, you know, that measuring my success by, by hitting numbers and volumes and, and when we didn't, or when I didn't, you know, I felt so defeated and so, so frustrated. And, and then there was also, you know, I was being given scripts and things to say. And, and I remember Danielle saying things sometimes and thinking, oh my God, that just didn't feel right. Yeah. And, you know, over the past 
few years, really getting clear with who I am, Alyssa, and who, what kind of values that I have and how I want to explain things. And, and then having done training to help me learn how to be, you know, I don't say be Melissa better, but be a Melissa the chiropractor better in the ways that, that matter to me. And that's probably what's big, created the biggest shift in my practice. So I think moms can do that wherever you are, whether you're an associate, whether you're in a, another office space, you know, independent from your home. I mean, I think if you really want to have a practice that you love, it really starts with making sure that you're, um, you're aligned with, you know, as you say, your values and it works for your family. A lot of the moms that I work with too are, are really struggling with trying to find balance with their family life and that tug of war, you know, the times when you feel like you're, you really want to be with your kids or you're missing something with your kids and the times that you want to be uh, really engaged in practice. So it's, it's a fine line that a lot of us walk. You know, a lot of the moms in this audience have little ones. They're like zero to three or four years old. And we all are in this phase of thinking, well, we never get this time back. But something that just came to me listening to you talk is that your kids are older than three or four years old, but yet you're still also in that phase. And I see this from you. And I think it's awesome of my kids are never going to be this age again. I'm going to enjoy them right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Danielle for, you know, you, the kids, it sounds so cliched, but it is, it's, it's the truth. It's, it goes by so fast. I mean, yeah, my sons are 10 and um, 10 and 14 and my 14 year old, I mean, he's so awesome and he's an amazing kid, but he's a teenager. Like, and I look at him now, I watch him play sports at, at high school and I think, Oh my God, Melissa, you got to catch as many as you can the next four years because he's going to be off to college or university or wherever the world takes him. And yeah, I think with all the moms I see in the practice too, those early years, you know, the baby years, the toddler years, you know, they're so physically demanding, mm -hmm. you get no sleep and it, it's, they just need you in such a, such a huge way. But um, I would still say, to, you know, to be with your kids as much as possible, because what you can't see is, is how that connection that you're building with them um, matters down the road. You know, with, with my son's ages, they're connected to me. You know, I know them and I wouldn't have had, I wouldn't have the relationship that I have with them now if I wasn't there when they were younger. So for moms who are listening to they're wondering, God, if it matters that they're, you know, taking their kids to their play group and breastfeeding and, and taking, you know, making all these home cooked meals. Yeah, it matters. It matters. You just can't, you have nothing to measure it against right now, right? Yeah. So I'm wondering from your perspective, if there is a, a thing, a one thing that you would offer to a mom who is in that phase right now of like her kids are about the same age as mine, five and two. And she's feeling like, yeah, this all sounds great. Like I understand that I should get to know myself and what I want more, but I'm so busy with just managing the day to day. What would you offer for her as advice for how she can go about creating that time for herself. Someone said to me once that you have to remember, and this was actually a man. So how incredible is this? He said, women have seasons in their life and we have to, you know, learn to roll with them. And I think that's, that's really helped me because there are definitely a season when your children are young. And like I said, they, they need you, they physically need your time and space a great deal. And when they get older, they start to go to school. If, if, they're, if you're sending them to school, you start to get pockets of time back. And as they continue to get older, you know, they go through the grade school, middle school years, you know, you get more of that time back. You still want to be present and available, but you get that time back. So wherever you're at now, know that it is a short time of life. When you really think about, you know, the amount of time that you're a parent, those first five years are a small, small percentage. And 
it can really be difficult, absolutely, to find time to exercise, to find time to go on a date with your partner. But just, you know, do the best you can and don't be hard on yourself because, you know, without you realizing it, you're doing probably doing an amazing job already. And if you can just lighten up on yourself and give yourself some credit and, and find some small, small doses of time, whatever that's going to look like, that'll just increase your, your fulfillment. And I, I don't know if I'm really answering your question well, but um, was there something more specific that you wanted, you know, for practice that you wanted me to give moms some feedback about or? No, I think the, the overall theme is to just keep going and know that it's okay that life looks like whatever it looks like right now. Absolutely. I mean, one of my favorite quotes is keep calm and carry on. Mm-hmm. And I needed that, you know, tattooed on my brain when I was going <laughs> through, when I purchased the property that I'm in right now, because they said I was renovate. I had to renovate it extensively while running my practice and then selling my house. And then my house sold really quickly and I had to move into this space, but it had been torn down. The walls had been torn down. I mean, it was, it was like camping in here for the first six months, Danielle, but <laughs> It was a time that I really had to just stay focused and just every day take one one step at a time. It was really easy to cry. It was really easy to feel overwhelmed and feel really alone. And and certainly with my focus being so distracted, it was hard to grow a practice at that point in time. Things were steady, thankfully, but you know, you can't be in survival mode and, and thriving at the same time. So mm-hmm. You know, you can, I can look back now and think, yeah, just one more step at a time. And sometimes that's the best you can do. And by just keeping, keeping some momentum going, even if it's a small step, it'll still add up to bigger steps down the road. Yes. Amen. But just cheer, but also just cherish your time as a mom. I mean, I always say to the moms in my practice, like you're making people, like you're raising humans who we want to be kind, compassionate, um, smart, you know, well-rounded individuals. I mean, the time we're putting into raising people is valuable to society. And I don't want moms to ever um, not give themselves credit for that because that's a huge role. And for me, when my kids were little and I wasn't even, I was lucky because I wasn't a, a joint practice. I was able to take time off after my, uh, my second son was born. I was out of the practice for eight months, which I know moms really don't get, you know, you're off for a few weeks, and then you have to get back into your practice unless you have a locum. So I was, I was lucky that I got to be home as much as I did, but I struggled with, you know, should I be doing more? Should I be doing more? And at the end of the day, I had to just realize like this is a time in my life where I'm just going to really nurture myself and nurture these boys and the people in my practice are not as important as these two little people in my life and everything else can wait. So life is long. You don't have to do everything right now. Yeah. Well, on that note though, you have some new projects that you're working on. Um, new and newish. <laughs> I would love for you to share more about those and um, and how they came to be. Sure. So um, I think because of the way I've simplified my practice life, uh, I've had time that I can you know devote to new things. Like I said, I, I like new adventures and new projects and learning new things. So I have a TV show that's been in part of our community for the last three years. It's on health and wellness. Um, so that's been really fun. And because I got you know fairly confident over time. I mean, I would hate for anyone to see the first few shows I did or the blooper roles because they were <laughs> horrendous, but um, I gradually got comfortable, um, you know, starting a podcast. So I started a podcast for moms um, called Everyday Rockstar Moms that's launched in April. And that really came to be because, you know, like you just been saying with, with your clients and the women in this group or who are listening, you know, moms were hard on ourselves sometimes. And I would see so many moms in the practice 
And I would just be in awe of how much they were doing and how great their families were. And yet they wouldn't see it. They would come in and feel exhausted or feel defeated or feel overwhelmed. And, you know, I would adjust them and give them a, you know, their pep talk. And, and I just thought moms need to come together and they need to see how common their struggles are and how, how great they're doing. So that's sort of where the Rockstar, the Everyday Rockstar Mom podcast came to be. Um, I interview moms, moms who stay at home, moms who run massive corporations, moms who are chiropractors and, and different uh, health disciplines, and um, just talk about life as a mom. And uh, that's been really fun. It's been, I think, it, I think it's helped a lot of women, again, feel less alone in their, their struggles some days with their children not listening or being sick or just relationship challenges. Um, and then as that continued, I realized that for me, professionally, as a, as a chiropractor, I didn't feel like there was a ton of support for the kind of practice that I wanted to run. Like I said earlier, I had tons of coaches, um, especially in my earlier days of practice, where the gold standard was numbers and volume, numbers and volume, mm-hmm. and um, you know, which, is, which is a great tangible goal. But I found uh, it wasn't really fulfilling for me in that it, it, didn't, it didn't help account for the fact that I didn't want to do some of the things that were required to grow to that level because I really wanted to still be home with my kids. So I feel like there's been a void for the moms, and I don't want to say the average moms, but the moms with average-sized practices who you know, are practicing chiropractors because we love chiropractic, we love the freedom of having our own business, we, we enjoy the work that we do, but we also don't want to burn out. We also want to have a balanced life with our kids. And so we have created another, the second podcast is called Rockstar Doctor Moms. So I interview um, moms like you, you know, in, in practice and talk about the variety of practice styles and opportunities as well as some practice tips, family life tips. Um, you know, I'm no expert, but I've learned a lot of things along the way. And I've had some amazing mentorship within some amazing men, but I found at times the most value I obtained was from the women that I connected with, the girlfriends that I had in chiropractic who could really understand, you know, what, how I was feeling about, you know, um, something that I was going through with my children. And, you know, when you're distracted with children's, you know, shows at school or their sports events, you know, it can be conflicting with where you want to be in your practice. So I think there needs to be a voice um, for that. And I'm, I'm glad that you're doing this. And we're starting to gain some momentum, I think, as female doctors to show other women that there's such potential and possibility to find happiness in practice and happiness in your family life. Yes, I, I really believe that we are so amazing um, at being <laughs> doctors, mm-hmm. <laughs> as that sounds. Um, and the world really needs us. Like, I'm sure that healthcare in Canada is not uh, significantly better than it is in the United States. And in the United States, it's rough. But we, as women and chiropractors, we can we can really make a difference. But we can't do it if we're not able to balance and integrate our lives and our families and our health into the whole into the full picture. And really take a holistic exactly. approach for ourselves and our businesses as well. Yeah, and that's, I think, what it's, it's come down to what we were talking about earlier, too. It's deciding really what you want, what kind of practice that you want. I mean, if someone wants to run a high-volume practice with, with a big team, go for it. I mean, yeah, you're going to help a ton of people. Yeah. And if you can do that while having some personal balance and getting enough sleep, and having a great relationship and other things that matter to you, then you're amazing. Go for it. But for me, that's not what I wanted. Um, and I know that when there's times when I'm really busy in the practice, I'm tired at the end of the day from the physical, from adjusting and, and from the emotional, what I'm giving to people. And I don't want to be like that every day because I want to be able to give 
a lot to my children and my and my husband. So it just comes down to what you want. But I think it's I think as women we also measure our success, you know, with some other values as well. A lot of women that I talk to measure their their success in life by balance and time for their children and time to do things that are fun for them. And I think, you know, let's celebrate our differences as, as women in the profession and not, it's, it's certainly nothing, um, nothing against the guys, but it's, I think it's time to have a voice for the variety um, of practice styles that women want to want to participate in because there's still a lot of strength and power and a lot of healing that's happening with the women in our profession. Yes. Just, just in a little bit of, in a different style, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so if a woman that's listening to the show today would like to learn more about your podcast um, or just connect with you and learn more about you and your practice, where can she find you at? Yeah, the practice website is drmelissa.ca. You're in Canada. You'll also get there, I think, if you do drmelissalongo.com. The Everyday Rockstar Mom is hosted there as well. The um, Rockstar Doctor Mom podcast is on iTunes, so you can look that up. And um, most of the shows, the interviews are longer. Um, the other monologues are short, so they're easy to, to plug in and listen to really quickly. Um, Facebook is great. You know, I'd love to connect with as many female docs uh, in the Facebook world. I'm um, just Melissa Longo. You can look me up and, um, yeah, anyway, I can help. I'm happy to. Awesome. Thank you so much for everything that you shared today. Thanks for having me, Danielle. You're doing a lot of great work for moms in, in chiropractic and I'm, I'm glad that your voice is out there. Thank you. If you're a mama chiropractor who's ready to grow your practice in a way that's right for you and your family, and you want to get clear and focused on how you can reach your practice goals in 2017, then consider Aligned Marketing Plan. Head over to alignedwomen.com. Look for the Work With Me tab for more information today.